Good morning, and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you, we've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we've got you for this three-hour ride on this Tuesday morning. We hope that you're going to have a great day. With open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. With you till 10, then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10 o'clock. Carmen Yurko from 12 to 3 as Waddle and Sylvia will cross-talk with the guys at 2.30. Bears Weekly on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Bears Weekly with Jeff and Tom at 6.30 right into Black and Abdallah right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. You have something on social media you'd like to share. Yeah, I got a couple things I want to talk about with you. One is Brandon Ayuk's best friend, who he calls him his brother, said that's why we're out of here because Ayuk only had three catches in the Super Bowl. How do you have your 1,400-yard receiver and not use him, blah, blah, blah. And then Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend on social media said, we may have played our last game in San Francisco. And reportedly he wants out. He wants to leave there. He's got one year left. They picked up his fifth-year option, and then he's a free agent. You know what? How about Shay and I were just fantasizing? How about you give us your pick, number 31, and Ayuk will give you our third-rounder and number nine. What do you say? Sure, but I need to know. I mean, he's forcing his way out of San Francisco uh, is he good in the room, though? Is he a good? I mean, that's the question. I mean, you got a good group. Do you want to have someone that's forcing his way out of a great situation in the 49ers? What are you getting at? Because he's got to be a good person. Is he a good guy? Take that. <sighs> that all matters. But he also wants new paper, which we can give him. They can't. But is he a good guy in the room? Take that. Well, if he's a jackass like Brandon Marshall, no, I'll pass. Sounds like a jackass. He's forcing his way out of a Super Bowl team. I don't know, Cap. He's forcing his way out to get paid. I don't know. I don't know, Cap. Guy is money. money. DJ Moore, Caleb Williams, Cole Komet. I'm just telling you. Mm -hmm. Now, see, that's how I think. That's not how you think. The way I think is, is that no matter what, you put the best players on the field. I don't care whether or not he's huggable or not. Here's a guy here that's trying to chase the bag, one, but two, feels like he was got the short shrift when it came to the offense in the biggest stage. So if he comes here and he comes here with a black hat, that's cool. I like it. As long as his teammates respect him, I got no problem with it. Ah, the old caveat, the old proviso west or east. Whether or not his play, that doesn't matter either. Yes, it, it does. Not, not in 2024, does it? Uh, disagree. Well, I mean, look around the landscape. Look around the sports landscape. There's guys with black hats, but you know what? They work their way into the team system, and they produce. And guess what? One guy was surly to deal with in Kansas City, and you know what they said? Enjoy Miami, Tyreek, and they'll win the next two without him. Character matters. Well, then, you know what? Then we don't need Ayuk on the Bears. Absolutely not. I hear he's a good dude. He just wants to get paid, and they can't pay him. They got cap issues, man. Big time. And they got they got to pay Purdy. They do? Yeah. And because he wasn't a first-round pick, there is no fifth-year option for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's going to go from, like, 780000 to many, many millions. 
You think Terrence is going to is going to pay Matt Flynn that kind of money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's a pretty solid player. Is he a top ten quarterback in the league? That's a tough one. I don't think so. He's I don't, close. I, don't, I mean, I, I, mean, I, no, he's no, not. I don't think so. He's close. He's not. He's, he's close. And, he's and, and, and by the way, that's okay too. That's not giving him he the was, short. That's not. That's not uh, a diss on him. He wasn't the reason they lost on Sunday. He wasn't the reason they won. won. Well, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's he's right. He's close Look, to top twelve. But top here's, 10. The, here's the deal with him. Like, if it's such a big problem that Shanahan calls seven consecutive passes, it's only a big problem because his quarterback can't complete any of them. Hey, man, he's Bajant with ability. Like on steroids. Not, and I'm not dissing him. He's a fine player. He He's just not a top 10 quarterback. No. If they had won that game, Christian McCaffrey would have been the reason they won that game. That's fine. Yeah, I may never love him, but I, th- I like that he didn't turn the ball. He's a guy that is very steady. For the system that he's in, it's not a knock at all. He's certainly no. above average quarterback. No question, uh, he would be all t- an all timer with the Bears. Oh God, <laughs> that's what Bajit was doing, right? Hundred percent, kind of like what we saw. And by the way, the fourth quarter comebacks as part of the resume as well with that with that quarterback. I liked what I saw. Didn't love it, but I liked it because he kept the ball moving, and he has a terrific running game in McCaffrey. But the trade, seriously, but the trade that you laid out, sure, who wouldn't want a 25-year-old Ayuk uh, along with DJ Moore on the other side? And then you, you already have your tight end in place in Cole Komet. You're improving your offensive line. Of course. Of course you do that deal. Yeah. Because uh, there's a difference between a rookie and someone who's 25 years of age that's got some skins on the wall and Ayuk. Absolutely. If that if that deal was on my table, I definitely would take it. If I'm the Bears, and if San Francisco wanted to do that, sure, no problem. Boy, it would be. Oh, I, I can would you do it in a heartbeat. D- DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk. Oh, let's see. Maybe six targets. He got three receptions, good for 49 yards, along of 20 in the Super Bowl. Ayuk. And the season, 75 catches, 1342 yards, seven touchdowns, 61 first downs. 61 first downs. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yep, I'll do that. Like, if you're drafting a receiver at nine, you know what you're hoping? You're hoping he becomes Brandon Ayuk. Go, right. I, go get Brandon Ayuk. Yes. The yeah. one difference is you have to pay him, like, now. You'd but, have to trade for him and then extend him for stupid money. The reason that's okay is because if you take a quarterback at one, you get five years of rookie-scale money at the quarterback position. Correct. Six-footer. And you're in the draft. You're looking for. Can I get an Ayuk type guy? What you know? What we don't need an Ayuk type guy in the draft. Here's Ayuk. He's right here. You don't need to draft one. There he is. I think that that's that would be a win if that's the case. If the 49ers are not going to pay him, why not the Bears? Got no problem with that. Because ultimately, Cap, we don't say this enough on the show. Because it's always you know people trying to poke holes in our conversation or trying to feel like they know like we have an agenda or something like that, ultimately all of this that we talk about every day is what's best for the Bears. We're Bears fans first, even more so than the per- individual personalities on the roster. It's about what's best for the Bears and how the Bears can be a perennial playoff team, how they can be a winning team. As you said a couple of days ago, I just want one of those, and those meaning like a Patrick Mahomes. Now, again, we know he's one of one, but the point is, though, you want to be stable at the quarterback position where you're not looking over your shoulder every two or three years saying, okay, you got to have someone else run this right. offense. Is it Foles? Is it Trubisky? Is it 
Dalton? Is it Glennon? No. That's the guy for the next 10 years. Right there. That guy. Would feel so much better about the future of the Bears if they had a new head coach in place, along with that new OC. I'm just, I'm just uh, like, it, like, it just feels like typical Bears in that regard. Now, let me just tell you, in talking with someone who would know, the multiple players love, love playing for that dude. They said our culture has gotten fixed. Mm. Guys play for him, and they love the new – they said the offensive staff has to prove itself. But as a head coach, I'm just telling you, it may not be my choice. He's not my style. They, th- those dudes like playing for him. They do. Great. You like playing for him. Do you like winning for him, too? Let's go, man. They feel like they can. They, they're trending in the right direction because of him. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. If you're going to go forward, this is an A to B hire. I told you that at the time he was hired. He was not a hot name. It came, it came out of nowhere, Iberflus being the head coach of this football team. And it was fine for the time that you're tanking. You're trying to establish a culture. You're trying to establish a defense. That's fine. But I, I would feel much better about the Bears in their future because no one's talking about Iberflus anymore now that he's coming back for a third year. But with a new quarterback possibly coming into place, new weapons coming to the Chicago Bears, I wish that the, they would have switched the head coach in that spot. A better coach, more experienced coach to go along with this next iteration of the Bears. They didn't. And if they do what I think they're going to do next year and win 10 ball games to go to the playoffs, he's getting an extension. He's going to be the guy that will shepherd them through what we think would be a pretty good run. Well, he would deserve it then. He doesn't deserve it now. Correct. Yeah, but wait till he has Brandon Ayuk. He's going to deserve it then. Yeah, then. If that's the case, yes. Get me. I'm so in on this. If you can get Brandon Ayuk for nine and somehow you can get 31 back by giving up a day three pick, I would pass out. Yes. Like I, the hope is at nine you get Roma Dunze and he becomes a player comparable to a player like Brandon Ayuk. If I can just get that player now, I don't care about having to pay him. I got a rookie skill quarterback. I can draft a center at thirty-one. <clears throat> Jackson Powers Johnson. I can. I'm good. I got five years of control, four years of Darnell Wright control with cost control at left tackle with Braxton Jones. Get Jackson Powers Johnson in the middle on a five year rookie scale. I'm set. I'm happy. Yeah, I would like that very much. And by the way, Cap, no, that was performative, that cough. That was not a fine. 312-332 ESPN three three two. There was a look though. There was a look over to the uh to the till here. There was. Well, <laughs> there was a look there at the till of the money that we have here for and by the way, we gotta get this money to uh, to Darren. It's starting to fill yeah, up I'm here. I'm getting ready to have a lunch with Darren. Could you send him the money? I Could will bring the money with me. By the way, as we go, take your phone calls in a moment. You know, there's two more dollars in there from when you uh, were not on the show last week. You know, fill those two dollars. Dion, Sylvie, why? Well, why are you offended? No, but what did Sylvie do to get generate a fine? He cough. There's a couple of things. Well, first of all, he wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's kind of part of that chair, not listening. So he wasn't listening to something that we said. And there was something else that he did that was a little bit odd that he got fined. $2 out of the Silverman uh, coffers. So right into Bernie'sBookBank.org. Nice. $2. Thank you, Sylvie. I will hand that money gladly and make sure that he knows that Sylvie also contributed. <laughs> Thinking back, honestly, I think Sylvie owes more money. Cap, if you missed it, I, Hoodie literally said, what would you think of what I said? And Sylvie stood there 
blank faced for a second. <laughs> Hands in his pockets, just kind of shifting, and then goes, I, I didn't hear a word you said. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? And I'm like, that's five bucks, man. Come on. <laughs> You're on the radio. Wow. The job is to listen. At least fake it like Cap. Three one two three three two three. Good at it. That's it. <laughs> What's that, kid? What's that? Take that. But wow. he, but he just, I, you know, I told him. I said, I, you know what it was? I said, can you believe that I might be late watching the Super Bowl? So I got I got, I got UIC and Northern Iowa. I probably won't get in the house until five forty. It was just a very quick, you know, short windows around here. So it's just very quick sentence, and he just was just looking at me. I go. So what do you think of that? What? I didn't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm sorry. I missed it. I said, well, go back on the app and find out what I said there, pal. Go back on the app. Exactly. Pull up the podcast. And he was was trying to rewind and listen on his little phone. That's so funny. 312-332-3776, our phone number. Let me tell you something. We are... This is something that is a positive conversation to try to help the Chicago Bears. Imagine Brandon Ayuk in a Bears uniform. Now, for those that are just tuning in, you, as, as you are usually the guy that's uh, digging through people's Instagram looking for uh, news. So, so what is it now? So Ayuk's his, girlfriend. What's that? His girlfriend said we may have played our last game at, uh, what is the name of their stadium? Levi Stadium? Candlestick. Yep. Candlestick. Mm-hmm. We may have played our last game here, and his best friend who he calls his brother so that's why we're out of here thank you for drafting my brother we're moving on Mm -hmm. they don't have the financial ability to extend him at a huge number and he's mad that he only got three catches in the super bowl okay caleb meet brandon brandon this is caleb you two will be working together let's go Let's go. Imagine that. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, because that's the kind of upgrades. That's the kind of big swings that you take. That's not necessarily like, oh, boy, it's a risk there. No, he's 25. That's not a big risk. No. Because now you've upgraded with a veteran wide receiver on the other side of DJ Moore. And then sign Gabe Davis or somebody like that in free agency as your three. Let me tell a sudden, now your wide receiver room doesn't look like... Amir Smith, Marset, Dante Pettis, and Darnell Mooney. Wow, we just threw Darnell Mooney under the bus, but there you go. He had a bad Listen, year. He yes. threw himself under the bus. He had a terrible year. I that mean, Cleveland game, he threw himself under the bus. That's true. But he there, was driving the bus over his own body. But there were times that he thought he wishes that he was either four eleven or seven foot, depending on those passes he was getting. He just had. A, I mean, he had a bad year, but it's not like Justin helped him. Let's just be honest. It's not like Justin helped him a lot. You do recall this, right? I do. Is that just 100%. my TV, or is it was or was he being overthrown on the sidelines? He was. It was. That's. I don't know. In his heart, he was frustrated. Like, man, this is my contract, <laughs> mother. Let's go. Good luck. Welcome to Carolina. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, that's where he belongs. So, so Shay, now we're going to move. If this deal takes place, San Francisco moves into stuck in the middle with you. We move him down. They might. Playoff regression to stuck in the middle from the tier system. We saw what we saw what Purdy looked like when Debo was out and Ayuk was getting doubled. What's it going to look like when Ayuk's out and Debo's getting doubled? Tell, tell their coach to go to a seminar this summer and learn the rules. Damn, dude! How about the Kansas City players said Andy was having us practice the new playoff rules in training camp? 
and yeah. throughout the season. Hey, before we get out of here, let's go through those rules again so we know when we get there. The other guy didn't even know what the rule change was. Here's the angle that no one's talking about. Here's the angle. Shanahan not respected in the room. When you're a player wide open like that after the Super Bowl, presses all over you. Yeah, we didn't know. Coach didn't tell us. Oh, boy. That's you, not good. You supposed to keep that in-house, brother. Right. Shanahan. Eric not Armstead. When did you find out? When I looked up at the video board, we never talked about this at all in our preparation. Maybe Shanahan oh. thought they wasn't getting there. <laughs> so I'm not going to teach it. <laughs> right. It's it's in my book here to tell you guys, but we'll never be in overtime because we're just that good. We just run the football. We're, we, you know, we're just better than everybody else offensively. And by the way, you're very good offensively, but it's about the details. When your team is saying and busting you out saying, yeah, he didn't tell us that. The staff didn't tell you this. Nobody no. prepared you guys for that because Andy Reid said, look, Kyle's a genius. Our people felt the other way, that you do not want the ball first. You not, won. Not liked in the room because when you, cause usually, like, hey, that's on me. You put it on you as a player. I should have known that. No, nope. coach didn't tell us. Wow. That's not good no. for the Chicago Shanahan's. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Also, we're asking the question to you this hour, what's the right decision in overtime and in the playoffs? And if you're the Bears, would you trade for San Francisco wide receiver Brandon Ayuk? If you watch the Super Bowl, if you watch San Francisco at all this year, you know how effective he is. Captain Jay Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Welcome back to Captain Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. How was your new job over there? Me? Yeah, Hoodie was the call screener at the break. Well, I mean, we... ESPN, hold on, pal. We'll get to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, hey, man. I still have that skill set. You never know about this business. Might have to go back there. We'll go back to screening calls. You're out doing that, and I'm yelling in the hall, Hi, Tracy! (laughs) I'll be glad to do that, yes. They're on the air. Yes, I can still, I I still have that, uh, the way, the only thing is, gotta learn how to put put on the screen. (laughs) Is that the old monitor I remember in the 90s? Yeah. So, 312-332-3776, phone number. Yeah, I like to Eddie from the north side, hello. Take call like Larry King. That's it. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines to talk to you. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Yo, Adrian, on ESPN 1000. Adrian, good morning. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yeah, go ahead, sir. We got you. Rock and roll. All right. Um, I just wanted to say this, right? If you look at a lot of the mock drafts right now, uh, a lot of the wide receivers are going before that ninth pick. So if that IU... Um, proposition was available, I would consider that, especially in that kind of situation. Um, there, there's another thing I wanted to show you guys and talk to you guys about, and that was mainly about the fact that I, I've been looking at the last 24 years of data yeah. in terms of quarterbacks, and what is the... I, I consider a success and a hit on a quarterback over 3,000 yards production, over um, a certain amount of percentage on your in terms of accuracy and reaching that second contract, right? Mm-hmm. I, it's a very vague 
um, definition of a success, but it was very difficult to try and. So, so, what did you, so, Adrian, what did you learn from your research? So, of the last 24 years, uh, 18 or 49 quarterbacks who started in their first year were successful. And of the quarterbacks who sat in their first year and played at least their second year or their third year or their fourth year, they at least sat one year, eight of, seven, eight of 18 sorry, were um, successful to reaching their second contract. So you have about four, by having a quarterback sit and learning against an experienced um, quarterback behind them, you increase your chance of that player succeeding by about five, six percent. Now, it's an inexact science, right? It's one of the most difficult positions to get right. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's, going, that that's what the Bears should do, sign someone like a Kirk Cousins in free agency and have whoever they draft um, sit behind them for a year and then play them. But it is something I think that the Bears should consider. You know what? That was that was uh, Adrian. That was Cap's suggestion, saying that you, you get yourself a veteran quarterback to go along with Caleb Williams if the Bears draft him. But not the veteran to start. I want the veteran in the room. Yeah, like he mentioned, Case Keenum last year in Houston, and a lot of teams when they had injuries, hey, we'll trade you for Case Keenum. Nope, he's more valuable to us mentoring C.J. Stroud, and it worked out. So I'm not bringing in a veteran to start. I'm I'm starting Caleb Williams. If he's not ready to start as a rookie, why am I taking him with the number one pick and moving on from Justin to the degree that I think they're going to? Eddie, how much money did you lose in the Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, not, I actually won the squares like in my block that we did, so it wasn't bad, about 500 on that. But the sole reason the San Francisco lost the, lost the Super Bowl was special teams. The missed extra point and that and that punt that they got—he didn't even attempt on catching it. That hit him in the leg. That was it. Other than that, they would have won the Super Bowl. The Niners. Period. It, it would have been over and everything. And it's about the overtime uh, rules that should have been implemented from the first game of the season to the last game of the season. You don't change stuff on a fly like that, which you, is ridiculous. You had the Niners, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It must hurt. It must hurt your like heart, Eddie. It must hurt your heart that Mahomes won again. Yeah, what are you doing no, betting against like against I him? A, I think he's a great quarterback. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's just uh, the Niners could have won the game. I just you know what? And as far as more football, I love football. Bring on an extra fifteen minutes in overtime. That, that's fine with me. Everybody would love. Then wouldn't we love just sitting there watching another? 15 minutes of the Super Bowl going back and forth. I thought it would have been great. You, you, you know what? Maybe you start betting on Mahomes now, now that you realize that he's on a heater, that yeah, he's on a run. What are you doing betting against football Jesus, Michael Jordan and football cleats? What are you doing? The Niners should have won. You seen what happened ah, in the Super Bowl. He, Guess what? They didn't. The Why don't you tell your bookie, well, they should have won. They didn't. But, Cap, when everybody was telling me Kansas City, you know what you usually do? You go opposite. You know what I mean? Because usually when you do that, you win. You do? You, you know where I'm coming from, right? No, because he's football <laughs> Jesus. He's Michael Jordan in cleats. Wait, wait. Everybody's going with him? That guy? I'm with that guy. I told a buddy well, of mine who had significant think, uh, money, I wouldn't do that. If we take Caleb... 
or the guy from North Carolina or Michigan. Forget the guy from Washington. He's got way too many injuries. And I didn't even know that because I like him. Yeah. But I, I'm Penix. thinking he's all banged up. Take the tallest, best-catching, fastest tight end in the draft before Marvin Harrison or any of them because you'll pick up receivers later on in the draft because that's the key in the in, in NFL right now, like Brady did with Grant and uh, Kelsey with uh, um, Mahomes. Is them are the two most important positions in offense in the NFL. It's not wide receiver. It is the tight end and the quarterback. And let's start there. Well, answer. Caleb, let's get a great tight end for him to begin his career over here to do it. Don't Kittle? <laughs> no, thank you. He may get moved. That's okay. You don't I, like George Kittle? I would like to draft Brock Bowers if he was there at nine. Not sure if he will be. That'd be amazing. Uh, so, so Eddie, what's the right decision yeah. in overtime in the play in the playoffs? I, I, I like what they went to, but you have to start that off in the beginning. You can't just throw stuff out on the fly. It, it, it's it's almost as worse as having a, a ghost player in extra innings in baseball, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in any sport. You know, and people are talking about tradition. Like, I was on the golf show, and they're like, well, that's not tradition. Tradition. Baseball is one of the most oldest sports, and they got a ghost player on second base in overtime in extra innings. Come on. That's, okay. that's ridiculous. Okay. Thank you very much. You said the golf show? He's yeah. on Aki and uh, yeah. Gilligan? Yeah. Talking baseball? Who? Tyler and who? And Gilligan. You're a big fan of the station? The golf show. Yeah, but I, I didn't know his name was Gilligan. Gilligan, yes. You should be listening to that on your way to the golf course on Saturdays. I don't play much anymore. That's a lie. 312-332-ESPN. I'm a late guy. I like being on the wall. Uh-huh. 332-3776, our phone number. Sidebar, may I approach? Yeah, brought to you by our great partner, Ankin Law. Howard Ankin, uh, 312 6 million. Put that lawyer in your phone. You never know when you're going to need him. I saw my ball. You could always see him on a, on a bus board or just walking through your neighborhood if you watch the commercials. He gets a bus board. He just went by on one. Yes, exactly right, Cap. You never know. How are we walking through your neighborhood? If you see the commercials, mm-hmm. he just walks through your neighborhood. That's it. Hey, Howard. Hey, Howard. Hi. He just walks by. You need anything? <laughs> Put your number in my phone. A Super Bowl 58 better essentially lost $1.3 million on three bets. One point three million large wagers, Cap. One million on the 49ers money line, minus one twenty, two hundred thousand on Brock Purdy to win MVP at plus two forty, and one hundred thousand dollars on a, the coin toss. He had tails. One point wow. three and by the way, uh Shay, that was at Caesars in Michigan. Can you believe that? God bless. One point three million. That's you, what he put. Yeah, you got money to blow on a coin toss. Good for you. Hundred thousand on the coin toss. Yeah, that's just stupid. Are you out of your mind? I don't care how much coin you have. Not that six figures on the coin toss. That's just stupid. Hey, how about this, Cap? I'll bet you my my yearly salary that the next car that's going to come by is black, and you take blue. Okay, let's see who wins. <laughs> let's see. It's got to be on this side closest to <laughs> right, us. Exactly. Okay? I mean, that's seriously. You got black, I got blue. Yes. That one's red. Uh, that doesn't work then. No. Bet's over. <laughs> <laughs> because that's right. But, Cap, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? You're betting six figures, 100 grand on the coin toss. 
coin toss. And that, mi- that's someone who's sick. You want to do a million dollars on the money line because you feel that strongly about the 49ers? Okay. God okay. bless if that's what you do. I know somebody blue. I just won. Thank you. Was it blue? Yeah. Danny, can you get that direct deposit rerouted my way for this <laughs> week? <laughs> my yearly salary. I didn't say what year. Um, wow. But uh, my retirement year, you could have it. Yeah, if you think that the Niners are going to win and this is what you do for a living, I, I have a buddy of mine. That's what he does for a living. He had the Niners. I said, I, I wouldn't do that. I just, if you have that much money, Cap, you still are just watching your finances. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a billionaire, so I'm going to roll with it. I mean, like, if you and I are Mattress Mac out of Houston, mm-hmm. who makes millions and millions, he takes these big swings at bets. I'm still middling it i'm still not putting up like six figures on a bet i can't do it i'm not sick like that i mean getting into the game a little skin in the game okay fine but um 1.3 million as caesar sports in uh in michigan holy smokes crazy just on the money line what kind of gambler are you that's it <laughs> you know, i mean i got 50 bucks out of game 25 yeah 100 if i loved it just He's got 1.3 million I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't care how much FU money you have. I can't do it on that game. Not like that. And if I'm doing it like that, boy, that parlay is going to be amazing. 25-team parlay. Give us a call. 312. Wow. Really? <laughs> if you're going to do it like that, divvy the money. Like, divvy the, the, the props. But just on a – and you talk about the coin toss, the money line, the coin toss. Eh, you know, money line, 49ers. Some guy that I saw online, he had $5 on a three-leg parlay. Touchdowns for Hardman, Jawan, uh, is it Jennings? Mm-hmm. And who, was the, who else scored in the game, Snorling? You said Hardman. Oh, it was uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Oh, and Scantling. He had a three-leg parlay for 5 bucks. It would have paid significant. And he panicked, and he cashed out for $5. Oh, man. Give me my money back. The Super Bowl literally did moon landing numbers. We talk about the just the juggernaut that is the National Football League. And more of your phone calls, 312-332-3776, our phone number. We see you on hold. We're going to get to your phone calls as well. Next, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on our YouTube channel. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. Big change in the betting odds, folks, for Justin Fields' next team. The Bears are no longer the favorite to have Fields under center for them in 2024. The Steelers, according to Vegas, now the favorite at plus 110. Right. The Bears have drifted all the way to plus 150. That would be me. That's right, Coach. The Bulls had their highest scoring output of the season last night, piling up 136 points in a 136-126 win over Atlanta. Io. Erupted for 29 on 12 of 18 shooting. DeRozan, 29. Vooch, 24 in double-digit boards. Kobe tossed in 20. The Bulls, 26 and 28. Still the nine seed and the playing slot, but are just 9 and 23 against teams over 500. Wednesday night, they get the Cavaliers in Cleveland. Then they're off for the All-Star break. Blackhawks will host the first place Vancouver Canucks tonight at the United Center. Head coach Luke Richardson said the Hawks will evaluate Connor Bedard after he sees the doctor on Friday for his broken jaw. They hope he can resume contact next week. Super Bowl 58 was the most watched telecast in history. An average of 123.4 million viewers and a peak viewership of over 204 
million watching. Jay Moore. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap, go, could you give us that number again of sort of the Super Bowl? Ratings on CBS. 23.4 million was the average number watching, and it had a peak of 203.4. Cap, 200. I mean, don't take that number for granted. That is a far cry from what we ever thought that people watching one, one sporting event would ever come to the TV or their device to see. We never thought we'd hear that number. Correct. I mean, that, that's the whole nation seemingly watching it on all different platforms, whether it's CBS, Nickelodeon, um, Paramount, however Streaming you see it, it. Whatever. That's amazing. And did you see what, first of I all, mean, Usher's halftime show is getting rave reviews from a huge majority. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Did you see what he did after he got off this set? Hmm. Took a shower, put a suit on, and went and got married. That's pretty cool. He got married Sunday afternoon to Alicia Keys. Evening. That's crazy. His girlfriend. Damn. Oh, not Alicia Keys. No. Oh, I, they look like they were married. I yeah. beg your pardon. Yeah. Did you see Swizz Beats responded? What did he say? He said, "You all need to be worried more about the music than what Alicia Keys is doing with Usher." That's fair. That's fair. He's there's a man that's confident in his marriage. Very confident. Cap, don't take that number for granted. And did you ever think? Well, those big squares in your home, I don't watch TV. Your son would rather stream a movie or a sporting event on his phone than those beautiful TVs you have in your home. Right. Cap. Like, it's as if none of the other networks mattered. Everyone watches, no one's watched CBS that much probably since MASH or Dallas. Think about that. So this is why these other sports have to get their blank together when it comes to TV deals. Now, Major League Baseball will never reach the NFL because it's still too regional. They don't promote their stars enough, on and on and on. We talk about this usually during the Baseball All-Star break. It's usually our list of complaints about Major League Baseball, the sport that you and I love. But, man, nothing stops the NFL. Think about that. We have major numbers in the playoffs, and then you get to the Super Bowl. Yes, it's the last uh, NFL game that we'll see. But to have that many people watching? Crazy. They are at such a different level than everybody else. I mean, when it's college football, you know how much I love college football. Not even in the same ballpark. Like, the, one of the most highly rated World Series is the Cubs and the Indians, the now Guardians. Mm-hmm. Shay, can you look up what was the... Now, there was not, not much streaming back then, so take that with a grain of salt. But what were the TV ratings for Cubs-Indians Game 7? Four million. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, not just, I'm just saying. I'm going to go. I don't know. First of all, it wouldn't have gotten worldwide watching. All right, I got it. Give me give me your uh, give me your guesses, both of you. I'm going to say that it averaged 15 million. 9 million. You are both way under. 40.045 million was the average viewership. It was the most watched World Series game in 25 years, dating back to 1991. Peaked at 49.9 million. Fox estimated more than 75 million people watched all or part of the game. That's pretty good. Pretty amazing. 
Wow. Okay. That's a thank you, Cub fan, for carrying that number. But it was a fluke. A team that hadn't won in 68 years, Cleveland, yeah. and a team that hadn't won in 108 years. And it happened to be the Cubs. This cuddly story. Yeah. But, but that's average, what made it more entertaining. Correct. But the average World Series isn't going to pull. Houston and the Dodgers isn't pulling that kind of number. It's just not. 600,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 600,000. Wait a minute. That football game, if you take, what did you say are the Cubs peaked at? 49 million? Yeah. That's pretty great. Rangers, Diamondbacks, this past World Series, average 9.1. There, there's the number I was looking at. Those are the numbers I'm used to seeing with baseball. Right. The, the, nine, the 8 to 9 million. So you look at, okay, the, you've got uh, 203 peak for the Super Bowl, 203.4. Versus fifty, that's four times it. And you know how and much Shay and baseball I baseball had like a perfect storm. Shay and I love college football, and it's not to say oh if it was on Sundays it would be better. It, the number would be the number, and and as much as I love college football, it can't even come close to that number of the NFL. Nothing, not even the same ballpark. Do you know what the biggest? I think the biggest advantage for the NFL is all of their games are on national television in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, there like, is no local TV. You get the regional broadcast on Fox. You get the regional broadcast on CBS. Like, the best thing for a, uh, the NBA, why are more of the national games not on ABC? It can't be that hard to convince ABC to take it. I know they have their own reality show programming on weeknights and whatever they want to do, but you've got to figure out a way to get some of these games on ABC more often. Everybody gets paid. Those networks you're talking about, Shay, they all get paid. Again, Cap and I grew up in an era in which you only had Monday Night Football was on ABC, just on Monday nights. But NBC and CBS had the rights to the NFC and, and AFC packages. That I mean, there, there was no Fox back then. There was no fourth or fifth. There was no streaming. It was just the two channels and then the Monday Night Football and ABC. Now everybody eats across the board. All the networks can get their share of the NFL pie. Now and along with streaming, also Jay Moore. And outside of the NFL, what sport is talked about all year round? We got pitchers and catchers reporting tomorrow. We haven't mentioned baseball in five days. He yeah. said year round. That's what I mean. Baseball's back tomorrow. You know, we the, haven't even mentioned it in five days. Well, a cold hot stove too. Right. That's, cold. That's the problem. They need to do a free agency window because you would be more interested in baseball if there were stakes to it year round. The yeah, problem but, is 162 games. I can't pretend there's stakes on an afternoon game in May, and I can't pretend there's stakes on free agency when it opens. When they're going to spend until February 13th, the top five guys are still unsigned. There's a hundred guys, 99, because Solaire signed this morning with the Giants. It's like 99. Major league players now. I'm not talking about guys that are working at, you know, Target hoping they can get a call. <laughs> yes, They're like good players. Yeah, yeah. two times Cy Young winning Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery who was a stud in the World Series, Cody Bellinger and MVP. These guys are all out there. Matt Chapman. Now listen, you're looking at a guy that loves basketball. You know how much I love the league. The the there's games and regular season I, I watch every night, as you well know. I really like the playoffs. I like the finals. And actually, some people would say the, uh, the conjecture in the offseason, back and forth, and who's going to get dealt or who's trying to force their way out is more interesting than the actual basketball. Look on guys' Instagram, just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I want out of here. Or Durant leaving or Kyrie Irving or leaving. Or July 1st when free agency 
commences. People like that 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 whole circus of free agency. But they don't and, talk about it year round. No, no, and that's the difference. The NFL year round. It and it, kids, it wasn't like that before. <laughs> it was right. not a year round thing. It was not. But now it is, and everyone's talking about it. Two, over two hundred people it beat two hundred uh, million people. That's crazy. Crazy. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on Cap and J Hood. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back to Cap and J Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Now time for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse, David Plum, Matt Moore. It's a dining gem that you've got to try, whether it's a business lunch, a family dinner, a date night, a business dinner where you're trying to close a big deal. It's awesome. It's on LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh. Whatever. It's you're not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut. But first, around the NFL. Here's Tony Romo. Here's Shane Norling. Shane? Hoodie, I got eight tears. I can't wait to go through it. <laughs> this would be the guy who would have hated John Madden. <laughs> Here we go, Jim. <laughs> All right, I got eight would you, tears. Would you have hated John Madden? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, God, with him going <laughs> boom. Uh, he's circling the turkey, and he's got, look at this, he's doing telestrating at the concession. <laughs> yeah, but he felt authentically fun. Romo always feels like he's forcing it a little bit. Is there is there a lack of talent in this building, Jim? Say how does Tony Romo order his coffee? A lot of booger sugar, Jim. Oh, boy. And that's all, folks. The Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Tuesday. How about a lunch there this afternoon? How about a cheeseburger with their fries that are take three days to make? They are amazingly good. Amazing. He has a whole process. The fries add a little avocado, get the healthy fat, and then splurge, get the mint Oreo ice cream pie or the carrot cake. Thank me later. Shay, I forgot what you wanted me to do here. I, I do have oh. something. What did you t- want me to do here? Indiana State's ranked oh, right. for the first time since Larry Bird. That's right. Hoodie, the last time Indiana State was ranked, DePaul was good at basketball. <laughs> That's just not right at all. <laughs> Why would he say this that, This is a Cap? big story. <laughs> Why would he say that, Cap? The Sycamores I in the top know. 25. It's unbelievable. Who's the big dorky dude that looks like... Um... Robbie Avila. That's the guy. He's kind of gangly, but he looks like uh, Jokic. All of his uh, all of his film should be from ni- looks in, in black and white. It's that good. He's got all the post moves. That school is very close to my heart. Is it? Why is that? That was my son's first official offer. Really? Yes. Oh, how about the Sycamores? That? And he ended up at Wyoming. Correct. Let's see, Terre Haute. <laughs> Or Wyoming. <laughs> uh, you you know it. what? It's a really tough one, but I'm going to go Wyoming. I've been to Terre Haute. <laughs> uh, so have I. It's a dump. So have I. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's what, not good. What, do you remember, what are your memories of 1979? I remember 1979, Larry Bird, the cover of Sports Illustrated. His shoe is about to blow out. 
as he made a cut against DePaul in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. He went 16. You can look this up. I'm positive I'm right. He went 16 of 19 from the floor. They beat DePaul 76-74 in double overtime in the Final Four to go to the national championship game. Uh, in 1979, the number one single, a lot, was My Sharona by The Knack. Great song. <laughs> it is. 1979. Think about this. Jay Moore, My Sharona, Bad Girls from Donna Summer, Lafreak from Chic. Do You Think I'm Sexy, Rod Stewart, Reunited by Peaches and Herb. Ah, Cap. Mm. This is classics right here, man. I Will Survive, Gloria Gaynor. Then it devolves into... YMCA by the Village People in 1979. How about that? How about that Final Four? Indiana State, DePaul, Penn. That's University of Penn. Uh Uh-huh. And Michigan State. Only one of those teams would make any sense in 2024. Judd Heathcote, Bob Weinauer, Bill Hodges, and Ray Meyer. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. And thanks, everybody, for checking out Cap and Jay Hood. So long, everybody. Take that! From Chicago. Hello?